Hi, I'm the strategist cowboy. In this episode, I have added yet another flavor to my template. It is the flavor dark roasted, but I have removed herbs from the template. Today, I'm going to review one low ABV Swedish ale with Brazilian slash Irish characteristics, at least if you go by its name. The second beer is a high ABV Scotch Ale. They are in review order. Real Irish Ale and Old Jock Scotch Ale. Our first contestant this week is an ale called Real Irish Ale from the brewery Ocean in Orby outside of Gothenburg, Sweden or Göteborg, Sweden. Orby literally translates into stream village, a stream meaning in this sense small river. The Rio Irish Ale beer assortment contains water, barley malt, hops and yeast. The beer isn't among the, their beer assortments on the brewery's website. There is thus no information to be found on the brewery's website, nor on Sustainblogget's website, about what type of hop and malt they use for this beer assortment, or if they are multiple. It is not to be found on the bottle, neither. This particular beer is good until December 2022, according to the very faint text on the bottleneck. I purchased this beer in mid-March 2022. The beer has been standing in my cooler since I purchased it. The bottle contains 33 centiliters, i.e. 11 ounces, but the bottle looks so neat. It's a very pleasant and modest looking bottle. It has got a one-folded green label with a white dog who's got a green bow tie and a pair of glasses made of clovers and with Irish four clovers around it. The text on the bottle is white on a black background. This beer costs about 24 Swedish kroner and 50 cents. Well, actually, we don't say cent in Sweden, we say öre, but it would intuitively translate into ears in English. And that just sounds silly. The price in US dollars for this beer is $2.31. That is 84 cents per four ounces of beer. The preferred serving temperature is according to system log 10 to 12 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 50 to 54 degrees Fahrenheit. The brewery also says 10 to 12 degrees on the bottle about preferred serving temperature. The Rio Irish Ale has got a 4.8% ABV, a 4.8% ABV.
How about the experience then? a nice but a little bit sweet aroma like it was syrup in it it's like a pilsner aroma typical pilsner aroma it's a danish pilsner aroma it's um, pretty cloudy yeah it's very cloudy but I can see my fingers through the glass, but it's blurry. They're blurry. And it's brownish in color, like uh, contaminated water or something, like a, from a well, water from a well, but even darker. Brownish, uh, but, but still, I can see it through the glass. It's got a zero head. Absolutely no head. The first impression, well, I don't know. This is like mixing an ale with a pilsner. But it's richer than a pilsner. It's a little bit bread-like. Yeah, it is. Uh, but what bread? I don't know. Uh, some dark bread. It's not very yeasty at all, actually. I don't think so. I don't think so. Or maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. It's a little malty. Taste of my palate, well. If I didn't know better, I'd say clover. But they don't have clover in beers. At least I've never heard of it. <laughs> anyway, but it's, um, I, may, I might be fooled by the bottle. It's sweet. I think it is. I think it said at Sustain Belaget's website that it was not very sweet, but I think it's sweet. It's certainly not dry anyway. Uh, it's uh, a little bit dark, 
it's like a, a mix between a stout or something with a pisner. It's uh, a little bit bitter, perhaps. It's a complex beer. The hoppiness of it is... Uh, is it hoppy? I don't think it's much hoppy. It's not candy-like. A little bit of fruitiness in it, perhaps. Uh, uh, like uh, uh, orange peels. There might be some spices in it, yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe not because but this is not very decisive at all. I think it's no spices in it. It's the orange piece in it. The undertone is a mix between a pilsner, a blended pilsner and uh, ale. dark ale uh, the carbonation level is low i think there's no creaminess in it it's not acidic there's no uh, i would say there are there there, there are any aberrations in it it would it would it would be taking it too far, but a little bit um, almost like uh, syrup, but not quite. So it's some sugary kind of uh, undertone or so, and it's half dark roasted, as I say. Well, I'm going to leave it there. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how, what about grading then? Okay. What do I grade this? What do I grade this beer? Uh, it's not that bad actually. At least it's it's uh, it's got character. I agree. This beer.
five or six tables out of 10 possible, but which? Five tables out of 10 possible, five tables out of 10 possible, because uh, it's not very strong. And uh, well, it's 4.8%, so uh, what can you expect? So, um, five tables out of 10 possible, maybe six tables out of 10 possible, because I've graded Danish Pilsner's five sometime in the past, but I've changed my gradings, uh, excuse me, since then a bit. So, five tables out of 10 possible. As I become better on this uh, game, in this game. Okay, uh, let's move on to our second contestant. Our second contestant for this week is the old Jock Scotch Ale beer assortment from the Broughton Brewery or Broughton Ales Brewery in Scotland, UK. The ingredients in the old Jock Scotch Ale are water, barley malt, hops, and yeast. The hops are of the English sorts, first gold and fuggles, and the German sort, pearl. This particular beer is good until June 2023, according to the best before date on the bottle. I purchased this beer in mid-March 2022. The old Jock Scotch Ale beer assortment comes in a brown curvy-necked bottle. The bottle is size 50 centiliters or 17 liquid ounces. The bottle label is three-folded and mostly red in color on a military green background. The old Jock Scotch Ale assortment costs about 29 Swedish kronor, i.e. 2 US dollars and 74 cents. That is 64 cents per 4 ounces of beer. That is cheap for an ale with this fairly high level ABV. The preferred serving temperature is according to sustainable oil, 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 46 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The brewery says nothing about preferred serving temperatures. The old Jock Scotch Ale beer assortment has got a 6.7% ABV. By the look on the beer bottle, I would say that this beer has got a nice flavor. What did he say? You do know that there is a correlation between the design and label of the beer and its taste. I know it sounds silly but it usually corresponds very well. How about the experience then? Difficult to open this one. 
this pair is dark and or cloudy like the former beer but a little bit darker or a bit darker brown in color i can't see my fingers through the glass yeah so it's dark in color and it's got not even a one finger tall head Mm, I like the aroma. Um, the foam is not very, no, I said that. Uh, let's see here. If I can have any help from what I've written. No, I can't. But maybe from the bottle, I would take some help from this bottle. Let's see here. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, well, I can agree with that. Okay, it's not much help I got from it, but a little bit. I usually don't take help from the bottle, but I will this time. Um... First impression. I like the, the, beers usually don't have a candy-like taste in it, but it happens. And so does, does this, uh, not so, but this does have a candy-like taste to it. I wouldn't have needed to um, take help from the bottle, but it's true, it, it does. It's uh, fairly rich. It's not bread-like. It's not very yeasty, no. I wouldn't say exactly malty. but more malted than hoppy.
taste on my palate. Let's see. Caramel. No, yeah, candy-like. It's uh, sweet. I think it's very sweet. It's not uh, particularly bitter. Or hoppy. And as I said, it is candy-like a lot. A little bit of a lemon taste, lemon peel taste in it. And there are certainly some spices in it, but I don't know what. The undertone is a little, little bit spicy. And the carbonation level, I don't know yet. It's not creamy, but it's smooth. It's not acidic, and there are no aberrations. The tastes in this one, the flavors in it should be there. It is supposed to be there. They are supposed to be there, the tastes, uh, the flavors. It's... Uh, dark roasted and that's why I put that in today's uh, uh, program uh, as, as an added template added the ingredients into the template yeah I think I will stop there what about grading then? Well, I have to grade this beer high, definitely. I, uh, I mean, it's not necessarily so that candy-like beer is good, but I like this beer. And uh, it's an it's an um, irregular thing with candlelight beer, but irregular things can be good. Odd things can be good, uh, and it happens sometimes. But uh, I will grade this beer. Eight tables out of ten possible. That's a pretty high rating for for um, a can't like beer. Uh, 
it's a normal grading for me. I usually grade beers like I mean a lot of the beers sold in sustainable at sustainable load are high quality beers, not all of them. Some are pretty downright bad, but the mostly they hold a high class. So uh, what can I say? Eight is usually what what I grade most beers many times and this i grade eight beers i can't grade it higher but i i certainly won't grade it lower okay absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines military or civilian drink responsibly or not at all don't drink at all if you're underage or pregnant <laughs> This week's lesson I call Strategic Submarines. Each one of the 14 US SSBN strategic missile Ohio-class nuclear submarines has 24 surface-launched ballistic missiles, i.e. SLBM, of the type called Lockheed Trident II with stellar and inertial navigation. Each missile has eight multiple independently targetable re-entry vehicles, i.e. MIRVs, but can be assigned unique targets with either 475 kilotons, alternatively 100 kilotons combat charges. Trident 2D5 has a range of up to 11,300 kilometers, i.e. 7,000 US miles, according to a British Wikipedia page. And the corresponding US Wikipedia page rounds up the number to 12,000 kilometers, i.e. 7,450 US miles, but claims it has a longer re reach than that. The exact range mentioned on the US Wikipedia page is a secret. Elsewhere, it is mentioned that Trident 2 D5 can hit targets at 7,400 kilometers, i.e. 4,600 US miles distance. There is a big difference between 11,300 kilometers and 7,400 kilometers. And the divergence is probably due to the fact that the two types of nuclear charges weigh differently depending on their strength. As it is almost 7,400 kilometers from New York to Moscow for a jet aircraft, and let us say that a ballistic missile flies 7,500 kilometers from New York to Moscow, the shorter weapon range, or 7,400 kilometer, means that an Ohio-class submarine based in New York, which is out for a month of service at sea, will spend approximately 2.5 hours of these 30 days to sneak under the surface at approximately 46 kilometers per hour to reach the outer water where their nuclear weapons with the greatest total charge can reach target Moscow.
and perhaps a more moderate speed will be used in the other direction, towards the US coast. But I don't mix that into the numbers here. This means that maybe 1.5% of the second strike ability of the United States could be omitted already there. Another 25% of the US strategic submarine fleet at any given moment will be in port for service work and repair that cannot be completed on board the submarine at sea and or outside the dock. In addition, the crews must be allowed to spend time with their families in port and the submarines must be buffered with food regardless of whether their submarine is in need of service or maintenance in port or not. Although there are at least two sets of crews and a submarine can often be out to sea many times longer if the submarine is buffered from surface chips. To all this must be added that the submarine's nuclear weapons must be maintained at regular intervals, perhaps every five years, and this is not done on board the submarine. Overall, it reduces the second strike capacity by 35% or more in the worst case. Alternatively, the detonation blasts from a multiple early nuclear missile launch from a given submarine is reduced close to the home coast with up to 80, approximately 80%, if half of the missiles have 475 kiloton warheads with shorter range for the nuclear missile, but remain unfired because of their shorter range. And the remaining half are only 100 kiloton charges that can be fired from the waters directly from the New York coast. If this ratio applies to as little as 1.5%, plus 25% of the United States' second strike capability, at least 71,000 metric kilotons of TNT can be removed from the equation, at least in the immediate phase for a time period of up to just over five hours. For Russia, the calculations might be similar or even more discouraging. These Ohio-class Trident II nuclear submarines make up the U.S. strategic second strike capability with a total of 50% of the U.S. strategic nuclear capacity. There are also four Ohio-class SSGN cruise missile nuclear submarines capable of carrying 154 Tomahawk Block 3 or Block 4 cruise missiles. The Tomahawk Block 4 missile is an all-weather surface and submarine-launched precision strike stand-up weapon. Designed for long-range precision strike missions against high-quality and heavily defended targets, the Tomahawk has a maximum range of 1,600 kilometers, i.e. 1,000 US miles. It travels at subsonic speed, 890 kilometers per hour, i.e. 550 US miles per hour. The US surface combat fleet phased out TLAMA 
the nuclear warhead version of Tomahawk a number of years ago. So the US surface combat fleet is not any longer armed with nuclear weapons, just like the British surface combat fleet isn't. Today, all of the Tomahawks that the surface combat fleet have are conventional missiles, either in the form of a single combat part, TLAMC, TLAME, or with submunition parts, TLAMD. It is simply not true that one strategic submarine can annihilate a not so small country, as sometimes mentioned in the debate. But a few of them could. In the link, http colon slash slash nuclearsecrecy.com slash nukemap slash. You can see for yourself the effect of a nuclear weapon, which you can give various size charges in an attack on any city or city in any country. The numbers in this audio episode is partly an approximation. See you later, alligator, at a wild crocodile.